0: Hi, my name's Sean Shalert. That's my friend Chris Ford, a.k.a. The Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. And we're so excited to bring you the long-awaited... And I say long-awaited because we thought of it like three weeks ago. What's a scene in the office where Michael Scott's like, I've been thinking about this since lunchtime and I'm not prepared to let it go? Uh, Whatever. Something like that. I butchered it, I'm (coughs) sure. That's what this feels like. Thought of it a few weeks ago and, and we're doing it and I'm very excited. Chris, this is Top 10 Avatar Deaths. We're coming up on the holiday weekend, and we're both a little swamped next week, so we're going to split it into a two-parter, little maybe a little bit shorter than normal in each part, but 2 parters So today you're going to get uh, some pleasantries and number six, ten through six, and then next week you can get five through one, next week being a, uh, what day, Memorial Day weekend? I kind of get those, Memorial like, those, those other holidays. Memorial Day and Labor Day mixed up? Yeah, I do that all the time, Yeah. yeah. Labor Day. I remember Memorial
1: Day because Memorial starts with the M and starts, and that's May. May also starts with the M, and then Labor Day just by default.
0: I'm such a bad person that I can remember that football, college football, for the major programs starts on Labor Day, but I can't remember that it's Labor Day. I'm always like, oh, it's the one holiday, and then Veterans Day I think is in November, maybe.
1: I never remember that. I don't think I get it off. So nothing against. It. <laughs>
0: <laughs> that that statement was not meant to express or define <laughs> any opinions about various holidays or wars or things. um No, my my grandpa is a veteran, so I feel like I should know it. I'm pretty sure it's November. I couldn't tell you what what. Isn't
1: everybody's grandpa yeah. a veteran? My everybody's a veteran.
0: <laughs> if you don't have a grandparent who's a veteran, I'd actually like to hear about it. Tell us. Let us know below. Like, especially like if you're like third generation or larger American, right? Like your grandparents were born here. You don't have one of them that's a veteran. I would
1: think that you would have to be twenty five and twenty two and under to not have a granddad be a vet.
0: That's true. Do we have to age restrict this to like legal drinking age or better Mm -hmm. um, to have? Yeah,
1: just because I mean we we hit a certain point that. Vietnam was
0: probably the last – well hmm. My my dad could my dad was an only son, so so he didn't go to Vietnam, but that was his age. So yeah, my my dad mm-hmm. being kind of an average dad age for somebody a thirty three year old person. And I think if you get too far under gosh, even under twenty five, you're already already pushing a hard line. I think I think twenty five. Hey, hey, let us know. We're curious now. Everybody's grandpa is probably a veteran, or has one grandpa who's a veteran. Um, happy early Veterans Day, which I think is in November. Chris, happy birthday! Real holiday that we also don't celebrate very well.
1: <laughs>
0: Congratulations! I don't
1: on celebrate it well. <laughs>
0: existing another day.
1: Yeah, thirty uh, five turned thirty five yesterday. Um, birthday was fine. My birth, my birthday. I feel like I started the day off and just being like, whatever, screw my birthday. Like, it's. it's, it's my birthday is going to be more. I, early in the morning, I wasn't depressed. I was just like, my birthday is just it's just another day.
0: <laughs> I like how you had to. Like, uh, because, that. I wasn't depressed. This is a normal birthday thought <laughs> that Chris had. Because
1: <laughs> yeah. when then it's done. My birthday's become a little bit more meaningless as I gotten older because one thing I've gotten
0: older, as does everybody's. So. <laughs>
1: Yeah, but my wife's birthday is four days before mine,
0: Ooh, and so like, I don't know if I knew that.
1: Uh, uh, so she, you know, I get her a cake and stuff every year. Then two days after that, it's my youngest son's birthday.
0: That part I do. Remember. Uh,
1: and and so by the time my birthday comes, it's like people are caked out. Like no, no one wants to get a cake. So. I've, I'll never get a cake. Probably I don't remember the last time I had a cake. I think I it was twenty three. Fre-
0: are you like mm-hmm. me where you're more of a cookie person anyway? is that No, no, I love cake. No, you are a cake. Okay, I'll get you a cake yeah. someday.
1: And these, I just, I ate, this is a cupcake from my sons.
0: Okay, so you still
1: got <laughs> still
0: a, a tiny cake. Five days ago. Uh, yeah, but it's not my cake. <laughs> I thought, I thought, <laughs> I thought maybe this birthday was special for you because usually uh, in, in this podcast, we talk about buying our own gifts for things. But this year, you like went out of your way to like Facebook message a cute story about a gift your wife thought, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of touching." I don't feel like he's ever done that. Before. that so, that could like be I said,
1: my 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 morning time, like before, while whenever when I was at home alone, by myself, working because I worked my birthday. Because why? My other my last birthday, I think I went out and got breakfast for myself, and I, I just didn't feel like leaving and doing that today or yesterday, whatever whenever my birthday was. <laughs> and uh, so by the time I. My wife got me a gift. It was sitting there. I wanted to wait until the kids got home to open, and my wife got home to open it. Yeah, she had me this like Batman mask thing. That was for a kid. It doesn't fit my face, but I don't care. Um, <laughs> she got me this Batman mask thing, and uh, and the kids played with it, and, and like it does the Batman voice, but I, it like it, it turns your voice, and it's a voice modulator. Turns your voice Batman voice. Yeah, all my kids were playing with it, and just that was the gift itself. Really, was them playing with. Uh, Batman toy. Put a smile on the face to see them. Anyway, and then my birthday was... After that, was pretty good.
0: I went out of my way. After I saw your Facebook post, it was... I don't know, maybe 8.30pm? Not when you posted, when I read it. 8.39, something like that. I went out yeah. of my way to find the community episode, and it was in Season 3. I couldn't remember. I just search a long time. It was in Season 3 where... Annie accidentally steps on Troy and Abed's, like, they just got the Dark Knight signed copy with specially recorded commentary from Christian Bale. Yes. And she's trying I to decide... I it
1: was a real thing, and it's not a real thing.
0: She She's trying to, like, decide how best to cover up her liar to see if she can, and Troy's <laughs> discouraging her. So Troy, like, gets mad and tells her to tell the truth and walks away, and she's just like, that scene was really hard to record and then she gets mad and she leaves I basically went out of my way to find that episode just to see that part but I watched the whole episode it's a great, that's a great episode <laughs> um, sorry, speaking of which speak, uh, we'll diverge a little bit <laughs> uh,
1: I recently re-watched the Dark Knight Trilogy with my daughter because she wanted to watch it, like she came home one day, a couple weeks ago it's like yeah, I learned a quote from a from a Batman movie and I was like oh which one? She goes, like, it's something about darkness or something, or shadows. (laughs) And and then I'm like, (laughs) I'm like, oh, shadows betray you because they belong to Luna. And I'll go through that whole spiel of it. And then uh, the next day, she's like, oh, I want to watch. Oh, so I then told her, I summarized for her the entire Dark Knight trilogy with the action figures. And the next day, she said, oh, I want to watch Batman Begins. Uh, oh, okay. like right when she came home, first did thing you, she did said. Did you cry right, a little bit? Did
0: shed a little tear?
1: Hey, t-? I wanted to. <laughs> first thing she, she said, can we watch Batman Begins? I'm like, yeah, we can watch Batman Begins. I can't turn. This is my favorite movie of all time, and my daughter asked me to watch it. So we watched it, and watched The Dark Knight, then let's say we watched The Dark Knight Rises. So there's a nice little... She liked The Dark Knight the most.
0: And you know, that's a little surprising for a, a younger human, just because it's such a long movie. You know, if I had to guess, I, think... I would have guessed that she yeah. would have went to Batman Begins as well. But well, I think
1: I love the Dark Knight. I think is more flashy. There's more stuff happening in it
0: constantly. Like,
1: to me, Batman Begins is a Batman Begins is like a slower burn, and I love it for that. Sure. Um... Um, and then Dark Knight Rises is a little bit combination of both.
0: No, you can chalk me up with the normal. We've had the conversation. I like the Dark Knight best, I think, but I think you're—they're right. just constantly something big happening. Yeah. On on screen, yeah, I can get on board with that. Uh, well, that's awesome. I'm glad she like took the initiative to ask um, to ask and watch. That's adorable. Uh, and I'm trying to think of a funny segue here. Like, and lots of people die in Batman, so let's talk about other things that die in other movie series. List segues aren't aren't my real strength, Chris. Mm-hmm. Let's get to our top ten Avatar deaths, mm-hmm. part one. We we do have honorable mentions. We're not going to do those this time. This time we're just doing numbers ten through six, uh, and just like we've been doing, Chris, for the Bender rankings, I'll go ahead and read the name, and, and then we'll start the. Uh, I'm going to call it the rationalization process. <laughs> Number yeah. ten is Avatar Roku. Yeah, this is, uh... It's always interesting seeing
1: see avatar's death. Um, this probably isn't the... The most emphatic, because, like, we knew... like, mean, we didn't know how Roku died. Um, oh, no, it was just kind of a... Somber scene. Like, we went through this whole... Uh, history of the Avatar and the Fire Lord, and how it ended in betrayal. And, uh, and Roku is... It's interesting... You could see a person's death, and then have them comment on their death
0: right as you, as the audience member, is seeing it. It is probably one of the more—I'm uh, going to call it somber. You said somber, right? Like dramatically charged sadness. It's not—it's not like interesting on screen, but like it straight up make you—even for a couple of guys that ranked Roku their their least favorite avatar, it'll about put a tear in your eye to to mm-hmm. watch that whole scene. Very depressing. Gosh, I'm looking at the list here and I'm trying to decide if that's like the second or third most probably third ish most depressing death in the way it mm. is portrayed.
1: Ooh, depressing. I might have to it, think about it.
0: different different list <laughs> for a different day, but I'm just <laughs> looking at, that's what makes it stand out from the other ones that didn't make the list is just how depressing it is. Um but yeah. Sorry Roku. Uh you gotta pick your friends better, I guess. Number nine. Hiroshi Sato, one that initially I admit I completely forgot about, and I'm glad <clears> you brought <throat> it up. I totally forgot about this. Sometimes we forget things,
1: In our non-bending list. Uh, we forgot this character named Takoga. T- T- from. Uh, he's from the comic books and Legend of Korra comics. Which, so that's no fault on you, more fault on me. I remember. I mean, someday I'll grow He up was a non-bender. Readable. He was a non-bender who uh, also used hook swords. And uh, he could also cheap in. So I'll probably. Not cheap in. Cheap, uh, cheap block. So I probably would have had him at like. You're trying to tell me he's better jet? He has a better jet. And then nice. later on, he gets fused with like uh, a Dragon Owl Spirit. Well, not permanently fused, but the Dragon Owl Spirit like takes over his body. and then he has like certain abilities. That's awesome. I wouldn't pop awesome. those abilities in there. Um, I don't know. I kind of mm-hmm. forgot that aspect.
0: We forget but Anyway, things, I probably
1: man. would have put him at like. I would have put him at, like, fifth or sixth.
0: It's a big universe. We'll put that out there. It's That's a big like, universe.
1: There's a bunch of
0: non-benders in there. It Turns out, a lot of non-benders. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, wait, what are we talking about? We're Who talking about Sato, lives? the... Uh, Hiroshi. The horrible yes, Hiroshi dad. Sato turned, turned uh, better. Turned, what do you call that? Redemption. Ooh, he, yeah, he
1: repented. He saw the error of his ways. He reconciled with his daughter. He then helped them build a way to defeat Kuzira, and he was actually fighting on the front lines, and he did all of this. He just squashed
0: like a literal bug. Like, that. It felt, it felt like a Star Wars scene, and I say that in a, in a mm, good I way. It felt like a good Star Wars moment. Uh, you know, you got sci-fi and he's in his little, uh, I'm gonna call it a rig. Um, there's probably a better term for it I'm not thinking of. Yeah. Uh, But yeah, it's very dramatic. I think the only thing that holds this thing back... And keep in mind, it's still number 9 on a long, good list. But I think the one thing that holds them back is you don't get a ton of time with redeemed Sato. Like, it's not a character that...
1: Yeah, it almost seems like their future as as father and daughter was on the up-and-up. Like, before... Like that in that moment, it's, it's this is probably the most intense, high pressure situation death we see. Then that moment, he's like, I got it, got it. And then she's like, Dad, we have to go. I got it, I got it. Like thing is, like this is it. This everything, their whole plan hinges on them cutting an entrance into this mech suit. Beric Najuli wasn't able to do it. He's like, I got it, I got it. And then, like the the freaking circle is almost a timer, if you will. So visually, it's really compelling. And then right at that moment, he's like, I love you. Uh, I love you, Asami. And he jets her, but she goes out, she's reaching out. And then, and then, like, the way Kuvira kind of just, like, dismissed him. And this also comes back later in, uh, in some of the comic books, because uh, Chorus, like, trying to get Kuvira's help for something. And Tommy's like, How could you even trust her? Like, she killed my dad. So it's a death that still
0: uh, comes back, and it, as you mentioned, it looks it's really attractive looking. Attractive is probably not the right word; really compelling on screen. Also, uh, very cool depiction. Chris, number eight is Leck, and for reference, Leck. you listed page four hundred and eleven. Part four,
1: mm, four eleven. So I'm gonna do a little bit of reasoning, please. Uh,
0: yeah.
1: So one thing I I love about this scene is that this is like right after they defeated you, and uh, or Yoshi defeated you. I think it's kind of like on the up and up. Like they're feeling good about themselves. Yoshi and Lek, they've had this combative relationship since since they met because Lek really respected her parents. And Kyoshi couldn't give a crap about her parents. And then now they finally have come to like understanding. Like, Kyoshi sees him as a little brother. And there's this kind of just this, this cute moment. They're just walking and like with Rangi. And uh, it's kind of this cute moment with like a little brother with his older sister, big older sister, and her girlfriend. And like, it's just, it's just a wholesome moment. <laughs> It's was like and right before that, Rangi is like, "Oh look, like you have a fine." Like she compliments him to, uh, on his looks to so where he like turns red and in kind of embarrassment, but also, he's uh, like, "Oh, there's this weird." Like he also finds like Rangi, like attractive, <laughs> in a way, Even though he knows like Kiyoshi, that's Kiyoshi's girl, and he has no chance. Ever,
0: uh, yeah. You so, know, Chris, you, you, I had older brothers. I know you did have older brothers. I had older brothers, and sometimes they would bring their friends home, who girlfriends or not. I'd be like, I wish that was my friend. Like, I get it.
1: <laughs> uh, the only thing, the only thing close out of that is there there's this like when I was like thirteen. there's this sixteen year old girl who, who would over. go over, go over her house, and would jump on her trampoline, and then that was probably the closest ever and, like, having, like, a crush on an older woman that, was ever my wife. although I, I was 18. Uh. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> Not important. It is to me. Um, yes, it
0: is to me. <laughs>
1: <laughs> um. So we get, we get to the scene after that whole thing. Uh, It says, like, so they're all, you know, hanging out, and so, and then just quickly goes, Ronnie has suddenly yanked him downward by the arm, her knees dragged in the dirt. It's as if her entire body had gone limp. Well, while she? Mumbled. Her eyelids beating like insect wings. Lek yelped again and swatted at a small, at the small of his back as he spun in place. she saw a tuft of down sticking out of him, the fletching of a dart. She instinctively brought her hands in front of her face. that's the part. important. part. The part that's important to me is, uh, trying to turn her, like. So it says her wounds. Oh, here it is. She could still see and think, but the poison was having. So Kyo also got stuck with it. So she could still see and think the poison was having different reactions in her friends. Rangi seemed barely conscious, and Lek began to gag and choke. Feet ran over to them. Person hands quickly grabbed Rongi and dragged her away, just Rongi she tried to shout and scream, but the poison had its strongest grip on her neck, where it had first entered her body. Her lungs forced her air out, but her voice spots added no sound. She could see Leg. Like, his face turned red and puffy. He clutched at his swelling throat. He was having some kind of reaction. He couldn't breathe. Tears streamed down Kyoshi's face as she lay inches away, helpless, unable to save another boy from Janju's venoms. The dust turned muddy under her eyes. Oh, the dust turned muddy under her eyes because she was crying. Okay. Yeah, like her face is stuffed in the dirt. No, the dust turned muddy because she was crying so much. The water turned the dust. But she's face down on the ground
0: at that time, right? Yeah. yeah, Yes. Yes.
1: Yeah. 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 So that part about Lek, like, because they mentioned earlier that he got sick and, like, uh, and they couldn't travel anymore. And, like, he just had an allergic reaction to the poison. Like, he the allergic attitude. gratitude was just like one of the most worst one of a terrible way of die.
0: yeah the uh, gut wrenching probably the most I'm gonna say painful to <clears throat> to experience uh deaths on the list if not the first or second to, <clears throat> to experience uh probably just like it's slow and it's painful and it's a kid and it's somebody you care about yeah. uh it's not hard to read like you have to keep reading you got to find out for sure if he is right you know he is but you keep reading you keep hoping uh, gut-wrenching. I think that's the word I'm going to stick with on on his. Um, eh, God, I don't even want to talk how depressing. Uh, well, Sean, you're the one that was excited to do a list about deaths. Yeah, but some of them are way cooler than the... See, so far we've True. had... Also, we, should... <laughs> we started off with three uh, good guys. You know, I'm going to call it good guys. And I have to say that, you know... That's not the case for the rest of the time. Let's put. I don't want to spoil anything, but we start off with three good guys. Hmm. That's about to change. Also, I will Chris. I will
1: preface this by saying that me and Sean approached this and
0: just because of our um, our um, unique perspectives and values in yeah
1: <laughs> yeah we I approached a lot of these deaths was like man what was the story composition of it what was the uh, emotion back in and also what was the cool factor of it. I'm like, so I went it mostly with the cool factor of a lot of these deaths?
0: I just had all bad guys how, that how got killed these in deaths. really cool ways. Again, they were like all mostly bad guys except for like one of my picks, but it was bad guys that got killed awesome, Chris. That's what my list is like. Uh, listen, I want to throw a shout out to the Kyoshi novel here because it's not that we really lean the other way but like we had a discussion about you know how do we do this like we, we essentially decided we couldn't do this list without the Kiyoshi novel because there's so many cool murders in it <laughs> <had> to exist <laughs> 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 like
1: they he he got this book was like who can I kill and was like alright I'll kill a bunch of people who can I make and the second book was like, and then kill <laughs> and the second book was like I might kill some people. No, I didn't. I
0: was kidding. In the third book, I was like, "I'm, I i do not care." Pretty ambivalent to murder or interesting things. <laughs> um, that's too. That's too strong, <laughs> Chris. That's a great segue uh, though to to number seven. Uh, so after we after we you know came together and and sort of meshed our priorities, I think number seven was the most interesting conversation that we had of of any character, and that was Jianju. And for reference, you put uh, page 426, so not very long after Lex's death. Yeah. Yeah. Um. The I'll let you read first, <laughs> and then I'm going to bring you oh, back yeah. to the moment that, <clears throat> that I read this because I can <clears throat> like physically remember my reaction to reading this.
1: Yeah. So, to preface this, in the moment, Janju and Kyoshi are in that small little hole-in-the-wall whatever shop. There are trying to bend this pebble that Lek had at each other, but they're kind of at a standstill. And in walks Nune, just nonchalantly. You noticed the bullet on the table. Its presence filled him with delight, and his face lit up as if he'd seen the object before. He reached over and slowly plucked the stone free, while Kyoshi and Jianji were still fighting for control of it. tearing the rock from the combined bending grip of a great master in the Earth Avatar, to Kiyoshi, it felt like he ripped a hole in the empty space, removed the moon from the sky itself. She could almost hear a sucking noise as if as the bullet left her in Jianju's grasp. Still without words, Yun held the rock out, making sure Kiyoshi and Jianju could both see it. Then he cupped that hand to Jianju's chest. Jianju's eyes bulged. Kiyoshi felt his earthbending flare outward and was forced to compensate. Yun gently put his other hand, stained with black ink, to Jianju's back. After another second pass, he showed them what had traveled between his palms, the stone now covered in blood. Yun didn't wait for Jianju to finish dying. He winked at kyoshi and turned to leave. Jianju teetered in his seat, gagging on blood, a dark red patch spreading from the tunnel in his chest. Waitress screamed.
0: Chris when I first read this at first when I was reading it I felt like time was like literal frozen like yeah like
1: like almost in your head you know and like you know like link freezes time sometimes
0: that's what it felt like to me yeah like he like he froze yeah. time around him and he was Yoon and he could still control the bomb or whatever that's exactly uh, what it felt like to me and so and so I'm not a I'm not a great uh, reader and so when you watch something on screen and you have, like, an old snap cool moment, it was like that, but it was drawn out like my face is gradually getting bigger and bigger and bigger as I'm mm. reading through this paragraph. And then he winks at Kyoshi and just leaves. and <laughs> That's when I, like, had the actual, like, the oh snap. I think, uh,
1: I think my reaction from it was way less, uh, way more snippet t- 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 because... I was just confused on what the heck was happening. Confused in a good way. Not not just bad writing. You're meant to be a little bit. Because Kyoshi is confused on what's going on. You get
0: two <laughs> titans fighting over a pebble in a tea shop, uh, right? And that's what makes it feel like time is frozen. And all of a sudden, this guy who we think is dead and who you also... At this point, not just dead, but at this point you kind of dismissed him as the side character, quote-unquote, that he is, like, up until this point when he comes back. Like, that, yeah. like at oh, he was just a, a tool to to create some early drama. You have no idea that this guy has any business coming back. So, like, he comes back, he kills the big bad, he sets the stage for the second novel, and he kills the big bad in, like, the coolest way imaginable. And then just winks and leaves. Like, huh. you just hit, like, a game winner in a game of 21 or something.
1: Uh, like like the Dame Lillard reaction.
0: Yeah, ex- <laughs> that, Like just that, like real casual, like no big deal. It just walks off. Chris, I was so hyped for the second book after I after mm-hmm. I read that passage. I was peak hyped for book two after that passage. It did did exactly what it needed to do to sell it to me. Uh, man, that's all <laughs> I got to say. But it was it was yeah. really cool. Uh, yeah. and I think that. It just helps prove the point that we've got some really cool content on the list ahead of him. Uh, that he's only number seven. That's kind of crazy, uh, but I think we landed in the right place. I think there are six legitimately better, quote-unquote, I don't know if that's the right word for it, deaths ahead of him. Uh, Chris, final thoughts on John Joo before we jump to number six? He deserved what he got. He deserved a fitting, awesome death for a really bad guy.
1: It's, it is interesting because, like, we've been waiting for Kyoshi to get this
0: vengeance.
1: And it's like, it wasn't her vengeance to get.
0: <sighs> it's incredible. Uh, number six. Talk about cool and violent. This is where, number seven, six, that's where you hit, like, the Sean part of the list. Number six Wait, is... we're
1: at number six? I oh, mean, we're moving fast. Okay. Moving faster than I thought for some reason.
0: Yeah, a little bit. Uh, you know, we're, we're on good time here. Number six is the last one for today. That's the Earth Queen.
1: Ooh, the Earth Queen, man. I wish... One second. Let me... I need to read so... exactly what he says here.
0: Uh,
1: you talk about this for a minute.
0: So the first time that that I saw this on screen, it was... At, at that point, it was like the coolest, most violent death on screen by far. Like, there was nothing close in Avatar to this at that point. So by the nearest, the end of book three of legend. I do think this other than one that I can't, other than one that I can't spoil.
1: I do think this was the coolest by this point in that
0: sense. Yeah. uh, That yeah. Again, I'm not, not too much spoilers, but like the way that it happened was, was unprecedented. And the fact that it came from, you know, one bad guy to, a bad guy with the, you know we've talked about before you get the bad guy with the good motives sort of right doing it to another legitimately bad person so then you're even torn you're like i'm cheering for this bad guy right now to suffocate the earth queen slowly and painfully uh and so yeah it had like a cool factor it had a lot of impact uh put you in a little bit of an emotional weird place do you have his quote that he's is that what you're looking for
1: yeah I, so, yeah i pulled it up right now um yeah he he, the way it's here just hates monarchs like before he tells her he says i don't believe in queens Mm -hmm. like this guy is so he's he's convicted uh, convicted that's what convicted he has such high such strong convictions like and he shows that i don't believe in queens Mm -hmm. and he says you think freedom is something that you can give or take on a whim but to your people, freedom is just as essential as air, and without it, there is no life. And at that point, she's reaching up, and he says, "There is only darkness." And like, holy crap! Like, Zahir has so many freaking great lines, and this is just an example of one of them.
0: I think, there's, uh, and the
1: way they—you go ahead.
0: There's also an element, pun intended, of like. You just you have a little bit more naive view of airbending. It's not that we haven't seen mm. airbending used in fighting, yeah. but airbending used to essentially like slow torture a person death. Uh like it it feels it feels out of place for airbending, so that is also like an added an added shocker to the whole thing. Caught me off
1: guard. Yeah. So cool. Uh so cool. another thing about it is like The way they animated this is the bulging of the eyes. I don't know how it... I don't know what happens to your body physically if the air sucked out of it. But it seems like that would be something that could be a possibility. Your eyes bulge out because of some type of physical reaction
0: I don't know if that... Yeah. You, my guess is that they would go in because your whole chest cavity would collapse if air is being forced out of you. So my guess is that everything would actually bulge in. Still, sorry. Really, not to not to nitpick. Mm. It's really cool to see. I'm sure mm. it would immediately be visible in your torso. Because, like, ribs aren't all that strong. Yeah. Uh, yeah ribs I, really aren't that
1: strong. I feel like ribs get broken a lot more <laughs> than any other...
0: These are the things protecting my most vital organs, and people just kind of break them casually, and then you can't like wear a cast or anything. <laughs> it's like, Oh, it'll be fine. <laughs> you can't wear a cast. You really can't. Um, I thought uh, this is a weird tangent. On my honeymoon, I fell out of a raft, and this is a true story. I'm not making up a weird sex story or anything, but it is kind of going that direction. I fell out of a raft, and essentially, I got like trapped on a like a big river. And I like I thought I was gonna die. I wouldn't call it a near death experience. It was just drama of the moment. But I thought I was gonna die. I got trapped behind a very large log in a very big river. So like my torso was sticking out of the ground. I had a log like across my chest. Uh, but essentially, I did break a rib. But like even when I told the doctor, they're like, "How'd you do?" I was like, "Well, I was on my honeymoon," and he's like, "Yeah, you were."
1: It's <laughs> <laughs> <was> like okay,
0: <laughs> everybody, Chris. I couldn't tell the story. Eventually, they're like, "How'd you break your rib?" I was like, "Ah." Oh, I- fell out of a raft. I didn't even say the honeymoon part anymore. <laughs> got got old after hearing it for the hundredth time.
1: Mm,
0: yeah. uh, Chris, that's a, a stellar sign of, of the list to come. Of that, that's, if that's not a great cliffhanger to get you to come back next week to hear numbers five through one, I don't know what is. I, I just remember watching I was like, holy crap, that was cool. And he just, God, there's such a weird emotional conundrum because you know you're not supposed to cheer for Zaheer, but you're like, well, you know, if he's already in, in the neighborhood. <laughs> and we knew the Earth Queen was a crappy person. And we knew, uh, I think you know, too, that Zaheer is not just going to, like, up to that point, I don't think he's expressly said anything that, like, I hate monarchs or whatever, but, like, you know that it's not going to go how the Earth Queen thinks it's going to go. But you just—I don't know—somehow it's still unexpected, or at least the way it happens is unexpectedly cool. Uh, gosh, it was awesome.
1: Sean, I just realized we forgot one that would have definitely made. I think this 10 through sets.
0: Uh, do you want to do it here if you feel like for sure it would have made this yeah. part of the list? Or you want to say it for? I
1: think for sure. I think for sure it would have made this part list. Probably so we'll throw it in here. Let's play
0: it. We'll
1: play. We'll do a six point five. Okay, That's yeah, six point five is the perfect spot for it. Okay.
0: Uh six point five uh, above Janju? That's pretty serious. Wait. Uh I don't hmm. know who you're forgetting yet, so I'm gonna resume. No, no, judgment. no, no. So Johnju seven, right? Johnju seven, Leck is eight. Okay. That's 7, tough. 7.5, seven point five. Seven point five. Which is, is a great point.
1: We talked about this person, and for some reason it just went over my head. Uh Yoon. Because the way so I didn't consider him recall. because I
0: I didn't. I oh. mean, I didn't factor him oh. in, as dead. I guess. Wait, does he die? Oh, in he's second? definitely dead. Does he
1: die in the second book? In, in the, yeah, in the second book. Yeah, Kiyoshi kills him.
0: Oh, jeez, I forgot. Hold on, let me read that real quick. <laughs>
1: Page three twenty four. Uh, i mean, I, re- I knew that he had, Kiyoshi had killed him. She killed him actually in an amazing freaking way, and I've mentioned this a of times on the podcast. I don't. But it did this go at my all. Head. You, you forget things. So Kiyoshi. <laughs> Uh, in the air behind him I'm to try to find it. Well, it starts on 3.23 or the second to the last page I'm sorry so I'll go ahead and read uh, Kyoshi says to Yoon, I'm sorry for saying you had to live with your pain Kyoshi put her palm to his chest in a gesture of comfort because you won't <laughs> Kyoshi given a, a cold one-liner. <laughs> so this is like, in this battle, Kiyoshi and Rangi has been fighting Yoon, and you like, permanently, or not permanently, but could potentially kill Rangi, and that pisses off Kiyoshi, and, like, Rangi is sort of sitting there dying. So Kiyoshi says, I'm sorry for saying you have to live with your pain, because you won't. So, her hand is on his chest. Very similar to how his hand was on John's chest. Her hand is on his chest. The cold she sent through his body formed a tunnel of ice between his ribs. Happened so fast with so much force, the moisture in the air behind him turned to frost. His back sprouted vaporous wings of crystal and disappeared just as quickly. With his heart and lungs frozen solid, you oh, fell geez. to the side. <laughs> Yoshi yeah, she took the hand with which she killed one of the two people she loved and placed it against the wound of the other. Say what? Yeah, she took the hand... Right, that's right. Yeah, she took the hand with which she killed one of the two people she loved and placed it against the wound of the other. Right, because she then takes it and heals Rangi with uh, Avatar State.
0: And then she personally carved his name in the headstone. That's kind of dark. Mm. Uh, <laughs> I no I totally forgot about that fight. That's awesome in a sad way obviously. To kill your friend.
1: Yeah, cuz you know, could we talk about Kyoshi being an actual bloodbender and we don't uh really consider that, but she is a bloodbender. She she froze a guy's part in lungs solid.
0: Yeah, that's pretty jacked up. Yeah. Uh I, I think uh, effective technique. Think... No, yeah, I think uh I think so. 7.5 or 6.5. I think you could argue either. I would say 7.5, but I know I'm biased towards my own reaction to Jianju. But 6.5 no, is no, no, that's fair. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, that's a big one. Definitely stuff that in here. Good choice. Good call on that. Um, well, hey, tell us who else we are forgetting, but don't do it until oh. you watch next week's episode where we cover 5 through 1. Right? Because if it's obvious, it's probably... It's probably in there. Or is it? I don't know. Chris, this has been Avatar Last Podcasters, and what a what a pleasure it has been to discuss lots of murders with you. Fictional murders, thankfully, we don't have to deal with the real stuff. My name's Sean Chaler. That guy over there is my friend Chris Ford, aka the Objective Geek of YouTube and Twitter fame. Uh we'll put all the description and details down the well, all the details down in the description below. If you are willing to leave us a like or review or comment or whatever, we would appreciate whatever you can spare us. Thank you so much. We'll see you next time. Man, when you don't talk during the closing, I don't even know what to do. Do I
1: just
0: sit here and listen to nothing?